0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to 10, and 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, An Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can also find them at my website, Dorinda Wilson and you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I also have a PDF digital download of a devotional that I wrote specifically to accompany the four-hour school day. And if you would like that for free, Simply sign up for my monthly email newsletter. I don't typically blow up an email box. You'll be lucky if you get one email from me a month. So uh, no problem there if that's something you're concerned about. But I hope you'll take advantage of that offer and be added to the list. I also wanted to let you know that I have a mentoring course that i did a few years ago called the unhurried homeschooler mentoring course and in this course i talk about what it looks like to take a simple unhurried approach to homeschooling ages kindergarten through 12th grade i share my experience resources stories um, and it's just overall super encouraging and a burden lifter for homeschooling moms so i will leave that link and the link to my books and the digital download devotional in the show notes. I know that you guys have heard me talk about CTC Math before, but I want to mention it again today and share a testimonial from a mom who started using it. She said, I now have my son on CTC Math. He is my oldest of five and he loves it. He told me he likes that he can move on faster than our previous material allowed. This has also freed me up to spend more focused time with my two and three-year-olds. So this is fantastic. Thank you for telling your podcast listeners about CTC Math. I can already tell this will be very helpful for us. So I hope you'll check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. They also offer a free trial, which is fantastic when you're just really wanting to know what this course is all about and if it's a good fit for you. So I hope you'll go check that out. In the last several months... um, The Dorinda Wilson podcast has gone from 60,000 downloads a month to almost, well, we just hit 100,000 and we've hit higher than that several times. Um, But the point is that it's grown significantly, incredibly um, over the last several months. And um, I'm just praising the Lord for it because it means that more moms are being encouraged. But one of the other reasons, one of the reasons um, that, it has grown as well is that you all have left reviews and ratings, which allows more moms to find out about it. So if you've been encouraged here on the Dorenda Wilson podcast, please take a minute to rate and or review on your favorite podcast platform. That would be super um, helpful for us. And uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for all of my listeners. Uh, You guys are awesome. I regularly get notes of encouragement from you, and I'm very, very grateful. So thank you for giving me the privilege of speaking into your lives, and I just appreciate you being here. I want to remind you to be sure to listen for information that I'm going to be sharing at the end of the the episode after prayer on an exciting resource. Well, today, I want to talk about reactive parenting versus responsive parenting. You know, as a veteran mom, I have seen many, many trends come and go when it comes to parenting. Um, Inevitably, they tend to lean extremely toward one style or another, and I'll be talking more about that in a minute. But typically, they are motivated by reaction rather than response. So I want to share the difference between reaction and response. You know, it's it's basically like having an emotional response or an impulsive response as opposed to an intentional response. So one thing that we have to remember is that God has given us our emotions. They are a gift. It's something that... Um, he wanted us to have, because it can bring great joy. Um, and so I think that it's important to understand, though, that our emotions are shouldn't be <laughs> the master of our hearts. They should not be leading our days. And often in our parenting, that can happen pretty quickly. But emotions, I feel like, are like a light on the dashboard of life. I know many of you who have been listening for a while have heard me say this several times, but you know, when you're going down the road and a light goes off on the dashboard of your car, uh, you know that it's a little indicator that you need, to check, you need to check it out. Someone needs to look under the hood and figure out if, what's going on. It could be something small. It could be something serious. But if we don't pay attention to it and at least check it out, uh, we have the potential of losing the entire engine, right? Of doing great damage to our vehicle. Well, the same thing... Holds true with our emotions. If we keep stuffing and stuffing and stuffing and stuffing, and we're not actually taking our emotions before the throne of God and sifting them through the filter of Scripture, um, we can end up with a really, really hot mess. And I'm kind of notorious for stuffing because uh, I'm one of those people who is very conscientious and always wants to do the right thing. So if I view an emotion as a wrong emotion, I will just say, well, I subconsciously, I don't even say it out loud or even in my head um, to where I'm conscious of it, but it's more like this reaction of, um, well, I shouldn't feel that way. So therefore, I don't let myself process the emotion. Now, we don't need to give you know full attention and processing to every little emotion that comes through, but we do need to make sure that our emotions are yielding to the direction of the Holy Spirit. Specifically today, I wanna talk about when it comes to parenting. It's really, really important that we are not reacting to our children. We are not reactive parenting, but we are responsive parenting. Moms, we are called to parent our kids biblically. I have a couple of um, podcast episodes on biblical discipline and the biblical family, so I will share some links in the show notes if you want to hear more about that. But when it comes to parenting our kids biblically, there's some things we need to remember. It is going to to look different than the world. So as we find ourselves influenced, maybe pivoting some on our parenting based on social media, things we read or things that happen across our way or things that someone happens to say, uh, we need to be careful that we are not letting those things inform our view of what biblical parenting is. And so that's the danger of so much information and taking in way too much information and not spending enough time at the feet of Jesus and in his word and looking to good godly resources, teachers that can help us learn what good parenting, biblical parenting actually is. But one feature and it's not a bug, it's a feature, is that it is going to look different than the world. So that means we're going to look like oddballs sometimes when it comes to our parenting and how we're discipling and disciplining our kids. So we just have to accept that. That is just part of the deal. We are in this world, but we are not of it. We are preparing our kids, not just for adulthood, but we are preparing them for eternity. So what does it look like to spend eternity with God? Well, there's a lot there, but part of part of what prepares us for that is living according to his mandates and according to what he says we should do and according to what his standards are. So again, our parenting is going to look different from the world. Another thing we have to remember is that biblical parenting requires a firm resolve to walk by faith and not necessarily by sight. To be diligent and faithful in prayer. Moms, we need wisdom from the Lord. Oh, how we need wisdom from Him. We can find that in His Word. We can find that through our husbands. I always encourage moms go to your husband first. He has been given the God given role of protecting and covering your family. And ultimately, He bears the full responsibility for the well being every aspect of his family's well-being, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. That doesn't mean he actually pulls everything off, right? Because as moms, we have our part in all of this. But at the end of the day, he holds the ultimate responsibility for his family before the Lord. And so we can trust God to give him wisdom, whether he knows all the ins and outs of our days or not. That's really irrelevant. Um, I think it's this is something I learned early on was that I could pray, ask the Lord to give my husband wisdom about a specific thing, and then I would say, Lord, okay, I'm going to go and talk to him. I ask that you would just speak through him and give your answers through him. And God was really faithful to do that. So we need a determination and a consistency in seeking wisdom. We wanna look for good counsel. I'm encouraging moms all the time who come to me for, for counsel and for wisdom. You know, They'll direct message me or they'll email me. Um, and the questions that they're asking me, first of all, need to be answered by their husbands first. Many times. And a lot of times they have already gone to them and their husbands have said, yes, please reach out to Dorinda, ask her these questions. And then a lot of times I will actually go to my husband and we'll talk about the situation together and, and I will give both of our counsel back um to that mom who has written me. But the most important place that you can find your counsel is again is with your husband. And at your local church. Mom's a podcast, an online resource. They are they can be so helpful. And I know many of you, and I'm so thankful that many of you have found encouragement here. And I want you to keep listening. But at the end of the day, I see myself as supplemental, not essential. Your local church, your local people, your local community of believers, they are essential because when the chips are down, they are physically there to help you. So I really want to encourage you to make sure that you are seeking counsel um, at and with your local church, looking for Titus 2 moms, being vocal and active in looking for them. I think this is just absolutely um, important and biblical. Another thing we need to remember when it comes to parenting our kids biblically is that it requires self discipline and self-control. And how many of us find that out really, really quickly, um, even with our newborns when we have hit sleep deprivation and we are not in our right minds. <laughs> how much we need the Lord's help, because I, I've seen I've seen what I'm capable of. I've experienced the feelings, the emotions of wanting to do things that were not okay, um, because I am a human being, and I God was challenging me to grow in areas of self discipline and self control that I never had to before I was a mom, and I never had to before I was a homeschooling mom. The other thing we need to remember when it comes to biblically parenting our kids is that it requires us to let God heal our own wounds from whatever mistakes our parents made. And moms, can I just say this? We all make them. As hard as we try to not make the same mistakes as our parents, if we are trying to do that outside of God's help and the framework of scripture, we are going to fail, We're going to fail because it is a reactive form of parenting, not a responsive form of parenting. And even when we work hard to obey God, have self-control, let Him sanctify us in this journey, we will still make mistakes. I have made more than my share of mistakes with our kids, but by God's grace and by His mercy... We have seen good fruit, wonderful fruit, unbelievable fruit in the lives of our children. And, you know, I really think that's really what it's all about. At the end of the day, moms, we know we're not enough and that's okay. We know that we can take everything that we have and we can offer it um, like the loaves and the fishes. We can offer it to the Lord. He's not asking for what we have, but what we do or he's not asking for what we don't have. He's asking for what we have. And then he multiplies it by his grace and mercy and he makes it enough. So we are not gonna do this perfectly, but by God's grace, um, we can do it well. God can help bring healing to our own wounds from whatever parenting mistakes um, whatever mistakes that our parents made through our parenting journey because we can take our eyes off of God can help us orient our eyes away from the mistakes that our parents have made and be consumed with that and not making those same mistakes. Um, and he can reorient us toward him and the perfect Father that he is, you know, but it's imperative that we commit ourselves to not parent reactively. So one little resource that I'm constantly sharing because it has been such a blessing to me is um, a book called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. If you struggle with understanding the tender heart of God, um, this is a wonderful resource for really giving a very full, broad and deep Understanding of God, our shepherd, um, and really God, our Father, because the book doesn't veer away from the discipline that God does impose upon us, but he explains it in a beautiful way. And the reason that the book is so uh, for me, it's just so engaging is because the author was a shepherd in the Middle East. And so there's nuances to that particular, being a shepherd in that particular climate and culture and all of that, that really lends itself to a wonderful detailed description of what David is really describing in Psalm 23. So again, we want God to bring healing through our parenting journey And it is imperative that we commit ourselves to not parent reactively. So I'm going to give you an example of what that might look like. So parenting reactively might look like this. Let's say that we felt that our parents were too strict. So in an effort to offset those feelings of unforgiveness or just wishing our parents had been more loving or simply wanting to do things better or differently, we may be attracted to this recent trend in gentle parenting. Um, but we, what we may not realize is that we are actually reacting to our parents' sin and can likely be sinning ourselves by not disciplining our children like God calls us to. I think there are some good and valuable things in the gentle parenting movement, but we must absolutely hold everything up to the light of scripture. And so what we don't want to do is we don't want to react to our parents' sin by sinning ourselves, right? that is actually just a win for the enemy and it is a loss for us and for our families. So another example is when our children are acting out in front of others. Maybe we're embarrassed and so we react to the situation by either doing nothing or making excuses for them or overreacting. There can be many reasons that our kids act out. So it's really important for us to use discernment and to respond in our child's best interest, regardless of how embarrassed we feel. Now, often these situations are opportunities to see where we might need to be more consistent at home on a daily basis. It's God waving a warning flag and letting us know that this child actually needs our help. They need us to help them. They need us to parent them. They need us to help them to learn more self-control or be more other-oriented or more grateful. Um, Again, we're not going to let our children's sin cause us to sin, again, it's just a win for the enemy. We don't want to give the enemy a foothold in our families. So we need to respond in faith to our children's sin and to our own parents' sin. Our emotional responses are inconsistent and unreliable. They are often affected by so many things, sleep deprivation, where we are in our menstrual cycles, hunger, thirst, negative thought patterns and circumstances. And this is why it is essential, moms, that we determine with God's help to be a responsive parent and not a reactive one. So what we're doing is we are responding to what God is doing in our children's lives. So when our children act out, um, you know, I talked about how it's a red flag. Um, It's also just an indicator that God is working, like God is wanting to work in the life of our child. And we are there to participate in that work as parents, right? We want our kids to come to know the Lord. We want them to be raised in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, as God's word says. And we want to disciple our kids. So that means that we have to recognize when God is doing something and we need to stop what we're doing and we need to participate in, in that. We need to join with God in cooperation with what he is doing with our children. So I want to explain sort of these two ditches that we end up falling into. And this I have watched happen for literally decades as a parent, right? I talk about the trends. The trends tend to fall in one of two ditches, either permissive parenting or authoritative parenting. So I think that all of us lean towards just by nature one or the other. And it probably... Um, is true that you fall on one, tend to fall in one ditch and your husband probably falls in the other ditch. I, I find that that's often the case. And so what we really need is we need to look at our parenting through the lens of scripture. The problem is with these two ditches, um, the devil doesn't care which which ditch we're in, as long as we're in a ditch, right? And what I've seen in the in the trends in parenting is there's constantly this pendulum swing. We go from the strict parenting. Now we've gone over to the gentle parenting. I think we might even be swinging back over to the authoritarian um, or strict parenting again. And this is what happens. And so what we need to do is not be riding that pendulum. What we need to be doing is jumping off the pendulum And we need to go to God's word and we need to let his word inform us Um, because parenting sometimes calls for a gentle approach and sometimes a more authoritative approach. Most of the time it's somewhere in between, but our desire and goal should be to respond in faith to the situation rather than reacting. And again, we're doing this for the good of our child. So what is in the best interest of our child when they are throwing a fit, right, about something? uh, Because they can't play with a certain toy. Well, to give them that toy would be to reward them for that behavior. So understanding what it looks like to not reward that kind of behavior. And again, we are not looking just for behavioral change. We're looking for heart change, but it starts with behavioral change. One of my favorite resources for parenting is uh, Ginger Hubbard. um, And I will leave a link in the show notes. She's actually a personal friend of mine and she has some wonderful, wonderful topics that she covers, a vast array of parenting topics. So I'll leave a link in the show notes to that. But again, moms, we want to respond in faith to the situation with our kids rather than reacting. And again, we're not going to do this perfectly. We need God's help. And one of my favorite scriptures that I went to over and over and over again when it came to homeschooling, when it came to parenting, when it came to marriage was in James 1, where it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt because he who does, doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. So what are we hearing there? We're hearing that God gives generously to those of us who ask. And he does so without saying, well, you know, you're not really good at this, so I'm only going to give a partial amount of wisdom. No, he says he'll give it generously, but the caveat is that we must believe that he will give it to us and not doubt. So we're seeking his word, we're seeking godly counsel, We're not listening to the world's um, advice when it comes to parenting, and we are training ourselves and with the help of the Holy Spirit to respond to our children, not react to them. Parenting is one of the most effective things that God uses in our lives to sanctify us and make us more like Him. It requires diligence, determination, and a growing trust in God that our efforts will yield good fruit we and our families, we are not worldly families. We are actually in covenant with God. This sets us apart. So it's fair that we can anticipate that our children will grow up knowing the Lord. I pray daily that my grandchildren will not know a day without Christ. Doug Wilson said, covenantally faithful parents, because of the promise of scripture that cannot be broken, the Lord's gracious calling of our children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren is something on which we can rest. But again, we must remain faithful to discipline and train our children according to God's wisdom and standards, not our emotions. We respond in faith rather than reacting according to our own knowledge and our own quote unquote wisdom and our own emotions, knowing that our efforts are blessed and multiplied by our faithful God who ultimately does the work that is needed in our kids' hearts and in ours. I'm gonna leave you with Proverbs three, five through eight, one of my favorite passages as we as we think this through and as we as we read as I read through this passage, think about it in light of responding in faith to our parenting duties. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing, to your flesh, and refreshment to your bones. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege of parenting these little ones. Thank you for the wisdom that you promise. Thank you for the ways that you bring healing into our lives through our parenting journey. Lord, may we be found faithful to keep our eyes on you, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father. And now he has all authority in heaven and on earth. He also, Christ Jesus, has authority over our families. And Lord, we recommit ourselves to staying oriented toward your word, to walking away from reactive parenting, and moving toward responding in faith. Lord, give us strength. Give us wisdom. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quickly, before you go, I want to share this really exciting resource from Classical Conversations. It's called Scribblers at Home, Recipes for Lifelong Learners. An at-home curriculum for homeschool families with children ages four through eight, step-by-step activities and easy-to-follow charts will help you cultivate a love of lifelong learning in your child through intentional everyday play. Find magic in the mundane as your kitchen becomes a classroom, your backyard becomes a laboratory, and your child develops simple learning rhythms that will carry them through life you can use scribblers at home to complement the classical conversations foundations program or just on its own either way this new resource will help homeschool parents of little learners create a family environment where ha- where habits like playing praying and reading come naturally learn more at classicalconversations.com scribblers dash and i will leave that link in the show notes have a great day